Hello, we are back with another Nightmare Cinema, and it's a good one today because we are doing The Conjuring. Life, can love this film. Your voice is a little bit sexy today. What's happened? Um, I just woke up and decided oh, I was going to be. <laughs> well, that was that was a nice moment. Yes, we are doing The Conjuring today, and I'm excited for this one because I think this is a boss film. Um. Joining me is just Sean today. We are sans Johnny Cameron. Where is he? No, he's been practising with um, his band, Seas of Neptune. And, um, yeah, so they, they've been really busy, haven't they? They've got all kinds going on, so um, he, he won't be able to join us today, unfortunately. Johnny, you shall be missed. I would have liked to hear what he's got to say about this as well. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okie doke, with that said, we shall jump straight in. <clears throat> the Conjuring 2013, directed by James Wan. If you haven't heard of it, then you kind of have no place in even like in films because it's one for me, one of the most famous of the modern horror films. Um, I'll give you a bit of background and then we'll dive straight in. Um, based on a true story of apparently Sean didn't know that they were called the Witch Family, um, but. A family moves into an, um, a farmhouse. Um, they are haunted by a very malevolent presence. Um, they bring in Ed and Lorraine Warren, legendary paranormal investigators. All fucking hell breaks loose. Sean, thoughts? Um, yeah, I remember seeing this film and thought it was quite scary, but... On rewatch, it's not an actually scary film. It relies on jump scares, which I know for a fact that Johnny would not appreciate because he doesn't like jump scares. He thinks they're cheap, and I agree. Um, if you have a look at um, any of other James Wan's work, it's mostly shit. Um, I went to see his most recent one, um, Malignant, awful title, Um and it was awful. It was probably one of the worst films I've ever seen. And then so I was a bit anxious revisiting The Conjuring because I do have nice memories of, of seeing it. Um, because it, it is quite it is quite a gripping film. And um, the story is good. I didn't know, I didn't really know much about the Warrens before seeing it. Um yeah, it's it's an okay film. That's my review. <laughs> it, you have got a good point there, actually, because there are about six or seven films in this. Is on the without malignants, I think it's about eight. But the only two that are worth any kind of time of day are the Conjuring and the Conjuring Two. And even then, he tries to ruin the Conjuring Two with a stupid sequence in the middle with a slender man. But they're the only ones that I really pay attention to. And I, you know, what I'm like with films, I'm scared of my own shadow. And but. They're the only two I have time for. And I think this one is just like a, the benchmark of how to do modern horror. I've got a lot of problems with The Conjuring 2, to be honest with you, but we, maybe we'll do The Conjuring 2 another time and I can have my say on that. That's unlike you. <laughs> I know. I do think, do, do you know, I do like some of the Annabelle films. I think they are scary, but again, it's jump scare films where you completely suspend belief that these are this is a real event. Obviously, it's not they are not based on a true story. It's just they've took the doll, haven't they? And run with it. I don't mind the jump scares because the rest of it's done so well. I think this is 
I've described this film before as a creepy motherfucker. And I think it genuinely creates this, this atmosphere of just dread all the way through it. And it what what adds to it is just just how good Vera and Patrick are. Um Vera Famiga and Patrick Wilson as the Warrens, who are the difference in this. Um, so Patrick is gorgeous, obviously. Obviously, John. And you know he is. But is he the same person in all of his films? Probably. <laughs> he doesn't add anything different to any of his characters. There's, I mean, just because they've got a different name doesn't mean it's a different person. He acts the same way. You know, like a lot of uh, uh, actors, sorry, I couldn't get the word out. A lot of actors like <laughs> add some <laughs> add some sort of like character tick or character trait into their performance. Patrick Wilson plays Patrick Wilson with a different name and a different costume. Vera Farmiga in this film as well is probably the same. Um, but I know Vera's work. I know what she can do. Um, I've seen her do better. I see. This is uh, this is bizarre because for the first time ever, I think we disagree on something. Uh, um, <laughs> I think the way that they um, the just Vera and Patrick are the Warrens. I think the way that the the the, the kind of subtle and the if, if understated. I think it works so well. I think it, I I genuinely think they're the difference in this film. I think. Because I I I don't look at them as it's just that weird to say, but I don't look at them as the Warrens. I see them as Vera and Patrick because is, I like them a lot more than the Warrens. But especially after doing this research, Jesus, and that's Christ. probably part of the problem, isn't it? I think the person who runs away with this film is Lily Taylor, um, the the mom, Carolyn Taylor, uh, Carolyn Perrin. Sorry, I think yeah. she is phenomenal, and she's phenomenal in everything I've ever seen her in, actually. Um, even The Haunting, which is not a very good film, but she had one of her very first roles in an early episode of The X-Files. Did you know? No, obviously, obviously you were going to know that because you're an X-Files nerd. I, every time someone says The Haunting as well, I always think of the way that the, when, the, when the house made eyes out of its door frames and it makes me want to kill myself a little bit. I mean... I went to see that in the cinema. I paid money for that. Right. It's two hours of my life, I'm never going to get back. So forgive me for not really liking her that much. But she has made amends with this. Like, um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to read out the um, the kind of blurb about this just so people can have it in the reds as, 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 as they're humming along with this. So, <clears throat> in 1971, Caroline and Carol, Carolyn sorry, and Roger Perrin and their five daughters move into a dilapidated Rhode Island farmhouse and soon strange things start happening around it with escalating nightmarish terror. A bit of a long sentence, wasn't it? Of a comma. Um, in desperation, Carolyn contacts... Were you shaking your head for? It's fact. <laughs> Carolyn contacts the noted paranormal investigators and fucking weirdos Ed and Lorraine Warren to examine the house. What the Warrens discover is a whole area steeped in satanic haunting that is now targeting the Perrin family wherever they go. To stop this evil, the Warrens must call upon their skills and spiritual strength to defeat a spectral menace. I actually just made up for it with that because that's quite good. And it, at its source, it threatens to destroy everyone involved. Um, and it's 
a roller coaster ride from then. I think I I I just think it's a kind of understated lesson in modern horror. I really do. Jump scares aside, and yeah, jump scares aside, I I I remember the first time I watched this, and it gave me fucking chills. It, it, It it's the way that they discover what's going on 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 what's gone on 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 the kind of site and you you just think you know and jump scares aside as i've said i even enjoy them though like spoiler alert the the witch on top of the wardrobe i remember i, remember, I distinctly remember screaming and my ribena went everywhere Your ribena. Oh, <laughs> it was, i mean I, yeah that part where she's on top of the wardrobe i have to say is frightening but it's one of those things, isn't it, where, like, you know, we don't see what is going on. And that moment where one of the girls is saying that somebody stood by the door, it stood right behind you. That is terrifying to me because we can't see it. We can just see the shadow in the door. As soon as you show me something, a physical manifestation of something, I'm like, oh, I'm over it now. I've seen it. I'm not afraid of it anymore because I know what it looks like. You're not afraid of that? Well, No. No, because I've seen it. I know what it is now. You've already you've you've shown it. You've told me. Um, I'm I'm over it. So that's when I begin to switch off. If you don't show me something and I don't know what it is, then okay, I'll stay. Wow. Yeah. I I I think that they kind of like gradually enough to keep me in on my toes. By the time you find out what it is, like. She jumps down off the wardrobe and then in the next like 15 minutes she's possessed by it. So it moves it on enough. It's it's... she's not. She's not possessed by it. So the witch jumps down from the wardrobe. Everybody's screaming in the house. The dad comes back in from a drive and everyone just seems pretty normal when he gets in. He's like, oh, this is what we've seen. This is what's happened. Nothing happens to the girl that gets it's it's the mum that gets possessed. No, the mum, I mean. It's not the mum that she doesn't jump at the mum. She jumps at one of the girls. In the yeah, no, she, she she jumps off and then starts terrorizing from the bit for a bit, and then the next. But what does she jump at her for? To scare the shit out of me. Right. That's that's yeah. Bullshit. Do you know what? That is actually quite a good question. That like, what does she jump off that wardrobe for? Does, for she no doesn't reason. Accomplish anything by it. Just, exactly. Because it, it cuts as soon as she's jumped from the wardrobe. So you're expected then to think, oh, my God, what's happened to this girl? Then you cut to the next scene and nothing has happened to this girl. <laughs> she's just crying. Like, yeah. Okay. So a woman has jumped. This is why I, I, I sometimes hate doing this because I come into these and I like, I quite I'm, I really like this one. I have a, a very big soft spot for it. And then you give me the list of everything wrong with it. And I just go, yeah, he's right here. And so, yeah. I mean, there's, there, there is definitely a lot right with it. I really do think that it's up until a certain point, it, it is a really good horror film. But I think it does rely on jump scares too much. And that is partly James Wan's fault and partly the audience's fault as well, because audiences are not savvy enough to be to be scared by something that does not rely on jump scares. So say, for example, the other week when I went to see The Exorcist, arguably... Okay, not the scariest film of all of all time anymore because it just isn't, unfortunately. But it, it is a terrifying film. It's about a girl getting possessed by something that you cannot see or stop, and people are laughing in the cinema. And I'm thinking, if you were watching Annabelle, where a doll jumps out of a fucking wardrobe, you would be screaming. 
what is your problem here? What I don't understand. What, what? And it makes me feel like they're thick. They are thick people because they are terrorized by jump scares and not by an emotion and a lead up to something that is much more powerful than a doll jumping out of a wardrobe. And I genuinely believe that audiences are thick. And if you are that woman from the Odeon a few nights ago, sincerely, I hope you have the worst nightmares and I do hope that you get possessed by a demon. You didn't tell me about someone laughing in The Exorcist. John, I had to leave. Under the down. I had to leave halfway through. I was absolutely mortified. I might as well have just watched it in my living room and they were chatting like they were watching Emmerdale. I was like, what is happening? Like, don't come and see it. Just don't come and see it. Save your money, yeah. save my time. Oh, I was fuming. The conjuring. The as well. Anyway, yeah, sorry. It, the, con- <laughs> the conjuring actually <laughs> gave me the same, almost the same fizz as the exorcist in places. Now, I, I am on record now. The conjuring is nowhere near, not even close to being as, uh, even in the same planet as the exorcist but it gave me the same fit sean's just got up and left sorry i had to close my window because i could hear noise outside sorry yeah it gave it, it gave me the same fizz not on the same level i just thought this is this is giving me it, it's it's the same sort of feeling that i get um Getting slightly debunked in the last 15 minutes. I'm not going to lie, but anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it's... it's it, For me, this has got a, a bit of everything. It's not... I mean... it's I, I, Watching it the other day, I brought a bit too much baggage with it uh, because I don't really rate James Wan anymore. I think he's a bit like... Mr. Knight Shyamalan, Shyamalan, whatever his name is. Um, I think he's had a couple of good hits and the rest of his career has been a legacy of those hits of failure. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I don't like any of the other films he's done, as I said, any of The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2. Um, I don't know if I prefer The Conjuring 2 to this, but I think they're both in the same ballpark because it's pretty, pretty much the same film and it just screams at you. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm. Um, but it does get away with it because the way that it's executed, and I really, really do like them both. But watching them the other day, I just, I, I was like, I had such a problem with him as a, as a filmmaker because he just, he's, he's, he's treated as a legend now. He's this... A demigod of, this of is horror ex- cinema and it's just it's he's not he's just not this is exactly what i was about to say since saw you know in, in 2004 i get it like saw is a really good film it's a different type of horror film it's not really horror but it is horrific and then he's gone on to make like insidious with um He's obviously got a hard on for Patrick Wilson as well. And obviously The Conjuring, The Conjuring series. As well. <laughs> he's, done, he's done quite a few horror, but now you are absolutely right. He seems to be a king of horror. Like he's doing The Nun 2. He's been a producer on The Tommyknockers when that comes out. Um, he's got another untitled horror film coming out, um, Salem's Lot. He's filming that at the moment as a producer. Um, he's also involved in the TV series of I Know What You Did Last Summer, which will be cancelled after one season, I hope. Um, <laughs> and then 
The Conjuring 3. Did you see it? Yes, I have, yeah. And? I watched it with a friend of mine, and as you know, dear listeners, I'm not very good with horror films. I did not give a shit about that. Mm. I was looking out of the window more. It was awful. Awful. Yeah, it really was bad. And then when I've spoke to people on our Instagram about it, people are like, oh, my God, it's the best horror film I've seen in years. I was like, where? Where? How? Like, the writing is awful. The dialogue is cringe. The acting, it's like everybody had a B-Tech in drama. Like, what? What is going on? It was really, really bad. Like, that was bad filmmaking. Nothing, nothing happened. In the whole thing. And, and you know the twist from like halfway through? Yeah, it's like it's like they've said. We've had two of the same ilk now. Let's do something different. And what they did different was take away all of the things that people love about the first two. And there, there are a lot of things that are, that are good in this what? film. Conjuring films. Malignant's got nothing to do with Conjuring. We were talking about Conjuring 3. We were talking about Malignant. You said The Conjuring 3? In passing, and then we were talking about Malignant. You fucking whore. I haven't seen Malignant. <laughs> oh, you're a dick. So, okay. I, mean, I wouldn't go and see that on the basis of the fucking preview. Right, Malignant's well, it crap. It's got Annabelle Wallace in it, who is gorgeous. But the, the, the preview, the, 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 the just to me, he's just, he's, he's lost it now. Well, not that he, not that, not that he ever had it. No, but he, he's, no. He's, he's, he's really... That I, I think this is like the beginning of the end for this entire franchise, but it's not though because people still love it for some reason. Film wise, I, I think they they died three or four films ago when mm. that fucking nun film came out. What a pile of shit that is. Mm. Oh, just because someone drew a dead, scary picture of a nun, they made an entire film. This is going to turn into a rant, so I'm going to stop there. But Fuck off! Do you Just know what? Do you know what I thought the twist at the end of the nun was going to be? Because you know, but it was actually seen... a good film in disguise. <laughs> Other than that, do you know? Do you know? You do know. You've seen it, haven't you? Yeah. And you know the girl who is um, not the horror nun, but the nun is um, Vera Farmiga's daughter. Yes, you told me that. R- right. So, is it a daughter or is it like a niece or something? Uh, no, really... niece. Tight Tyser. Tight Tyser. She's an American horror stories. Yeah, um, she's related in some way. Um, no, it's a daughter, isn't it? I don't know. Anyway, so I thought the twist, because you, you know Lorraine Warren is, like, basically a Catholic. I thought yes. the twist was going to be that that was Lorraine Warren when she was younger, even though that is obviously not the truth. Um, but I thought that that was where it was going to go. It didn't. She's a sister. Um, the younger sister. Oh my god, very younger. Yeah. Um, of course, I was going to say then because I looked up a se- second bit of information and I can't multitask. Um, no, that yeah. actually would have made it interesting. So they probably had a meeting about that and said, "Let's not do that because that's going against everything <laughs> that we believe in for this film." Honestly, the nun and Annabelle of our film. I don't want to say what I'm the word I'm trying to not to say because it's going to offend everyone, but it is. And they and they're just they're they're shit. They are pointless cash-ins made on imagery that was actually all right used sparingly. 
the, that, the fucking doll. Um, Jordan on the last podcast pointed out like that the original doll is so much more scarier than that Annabelle doll. Yeah, I know. And oh, I just it yeah. really, really is, isn't it? But yeah. I mean, in terms of in terms of opening us to the world of Ed and Lorraine Warren, that opening scene of the Conjuring where you do meet Annabelle is quite a terrifying thing to have happened to those two nurses in their in their apartment their flat or whatever um, I couldn't agree more and the use of the nun I think it's the second one isn't it mm. that scares the shit out of me as well but then to make two films out of the, out of them and lose all of that mystery and magic is just blatant like I hope they bought really 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 nice things it's fucking blood money I hope they bought, but they all bought a, a, a Ferrari, and I hope they sit there and have very good sex with in their Ferraris because it's it's tainted money. It really is, and I, 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 this is turning into a bit of a soapbox moment for me. This, but the the entire Conjuring franchise seems to be built on. Oh, people were scared of that. Let's make a film about that. It'll be an enchanted spoon next. There'll be an, an, an enchanted spoon and then a hot, accursed lamp. That's how fickle and sh- shocking these th- these things have become. From such, I mean, Insidious was kind of the well, Saw was the start, but Insidious was the start of the real horror sort of thing. And they upped it with the Conjuring films, especially this one uh, and the second one, which for me are just great and earn their right to be talked about in the way I talk about them. But, but almost everything after that is just, they were scared of that, let's make a film about that. And that's not fucking franchise. It's just cashing in. Mm. Yeah, of course it is, of course it is. But however, if 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 I got the chance to do it, I would probably do it tomorrow because I'm poor as fuck. The Conjuring 3. <sighs> I don't even know where to begin with that. I just don't even know where to begin with it. Like, the most interesting part of it is this man who has definitely got mental health issues, um, regardless of whether you think the devil made him do it, um, and the court case that would have, you know, that was a part of that. And then they spiral off into this absolutely ridiculous Harry Potter style world of fantasy that has got fuck all to do with anything that you saw at the start, loosely linked together. And is, I think they mark it as the the scariest chapter in the Ed and Warren story. What was scary about it? I don't remember anything about it, you know. I'm trying, I am racking my brains now because obviously I feel like I've repressed the entire thing. I remember there being a very androgynous looking woman who was, I think, a Satan worshipper and then they're running around this bloody basement in this farm, which seemed to go on forever. Um, And then they, what would you call it? Vanquish it in the end. Like, what is it even about? The devil made me do it. The devil made me do what? Make a shit film. I, I, I'm just having to look it up because I genuinely don't remember it. I'm actually questioning... No, I've definitely seen it. No, you will um, have seen it. Yeah, I've definitely seen it, but... 
un- unlike in in this in this one, well, I kind of just deal with this one rather than talk about the conjugate. Yeah, suit. sorry, talk about that all day. But um, in this one, you've got me- you've got moments in this, good or bad. They're standalone moments, and there's so many of them. There's like, oh god, I'm just, I've got just just got shivers when she's putting the washing out, and the sheet jumps mm-hmm. off the line, and it hits a solid body, and then the sheet jumps up to the window, and there's a little girl there. Oh yeah, I mean, we'd already seen that. We'd seen that in one of the paranormal activity films, so it's not original. It's not new. So think again, James. I liked it though. Mm. It was an alright film. Uh, I mean, it's an all right part of the film. I think there Sean are Sean those... is unmoved with this film. I, I am, tell. I am, to be honest. There, there are little aspects, probably what you would call micro-stories, within the film that are far more interesting than the film that we got. Like, the possession thing that you see Ed and Lorraine involved in of that man. I wanted to know that's a bit more interesting to me because what did... Because I think um, Ed says she saw something that day and it, it took a lot out of her and she's never told me what it was. Okay, that's great. But I want to know what it is now and I'm not bothered about this farmhouse yeah. where this witch killed herself and haunts the land. I'm not really that bothered. Her, her reactions to that, I I have to say, is absolutely amazing and they should have built on that. And mm. that's, that's, yeah. But don't I, they... I, I, don't they mention it in this? Is it the second film? I think they do mention it. And I think it was just that, that she saw how Ed was going to die or something. Oh, it was, wasn't it? I think oh, that's so. A bit of an, uh, that's I a bit of an anticlimax. Anticlimax, definitely. But then didn't Ed just, like... He just didn't die. Didn't No one saved him or anything like that. He just, he he just, just died, didn't fall didn't out he? the window. He fell on that big tree, didn't he? Yeah, but he that's didn't die then. That's how he was going to die. Um, but yeah, it, it, it there's there's that the way that that sequence was done, I fucking loved it. I thought it was great, and it needed it needed its Matrix moments. I will explain what I need by Matrix moments in a minute. Um, but it 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 didn't have it um, by Matrix moment. I mean, you have an idea or a concept, and you have to deliver it on that idea or concept. The Matrix is one of the best ideas for a film that I've ever, ever heard, but the delivery of it and the execution is not the best. Although it's an entertaining film, it's not the best. It doesn't live up to the idea. So that kind of sequence where she screams and she she, she looks absolutely terrified. It's it's like she's looked into the eyes of the devil and that off the, off, off the top of my head would have been better than seeing how Patrick Wilson doesn't die in the end. Um, <laughs> But it 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 just don't, it didn't live up to how good the sequence was. But if you deal with the film on its own without taking in all of the other films, which is very very difficult, and to be quite honest, it, <clears throat> James Wan doesn't deserve to do that. Me to do that because he's made these films. He's on his mountain of money, counting fucking to a billion. Um, and you can't forget that you, you, you can't forget that this man has made he, he's now in the eyes of many other people a legend in this and you can't detach these this these shit films from the actual decent ones he's got which this one is um and all the way through it you can you can see the moments 
And that's all I want from a horror film. I want to look back and go, I fucking scared the shit out of me. I'm not as pure as a horror film fan as you. To be quite honest, I fucking hate them, but I do love films and I do love the moments in this film. I, 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 I genuinely, genuinely do. I think it's fucking brilliant, but it's, it's so tainted now. And I had no idea how tainted it was until I watched it for this again. And he's done it to himself. He, he, he has. He's, he's chosen money over kind of uh, credibility. Could have carried on making really good horror films, but no one would have watched them. But f- fuck him. Um, wow. Yeah. In, in, in the film itself, it's the, 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 even the moments that aren't really scary, I, I enjoy like the, the, when Ed and Lorraine, I keep calling them Vera and Patrick because they're the real <laughs> investigators to me. Um, when they have, when they build on the love in the house, as a family of seven, and they all love each other and they're sitting there. And I loved, and this is going to sound like the most hippiest bullshit ever to come out of my mouth, but I loved it when Patrick Wilson picks up the guitar and starts playing the guitar and sitting around with them and stuff. That might be in the second one. Yeah, I don't remember that in the first one. Yeah, it's in the second one, sorry. But it's bits, it's moments like that when they were all talking and he's, I think he's working on the car with the dad in this one. Mm, and they, yeah. they, they make sure that they put them in these films. Absolutely gone from the third one, that. The fact that, like, he he goes and, in, like, interacts with these people, with these with these families, with the with these guys. Um, and builds on the, the the kind of foundation that they have, the family foundation that they have. Not even in a in a tiny bit is investigated in the third one, but that's that's one of the moments for me in 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 this in this film, the way that they 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 bring the family dynamic out, and it's ultimately what saves them in the end. And I genuinely, it's one of the things I take away from these films. Hmm. No, I do. I do get what you mean. I do get what turn off then. I do. I do get what you mean. It's it's to make these extraordinary, well, apparently extraordinary people seem ordinary, isn't it? It's it's bringing it back down to earth and making them relatable. And oh look, they do fix cars or they do play guitar while they're not hunting demons. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'm a massive believer in the paranormal, but I'm sorry. How long have they were they investigating this? I think um, Ed died at seventy nine and Lorraine died at ninety two. Decades we're talking decades of investigating the paranormal, and not one shred of actual evidence. Yeah, okay. we'll get on to them okay. in a minute. Okay, hon. We'll just we'll just finish. Well, you'll finish destroying this film. I'll finish picking it up. <laughs> um, Yeah, but I think I'm, I may be done on that, though, because... Well, I, I just I, want to quickly talk about the end, if that's OK. Yeah, go for it. So here's where horror films and horror directors like James Wan um, make things... Yeah, I'm glad you... I'm glad that clicked eventually, John. <laughs> where, they make the, where they make these mistakes. Like, when she's got the bed sheet over it at the end... Um, when he's doing the exorcism. I'm not entirely sure why they needed to cover her, but okay, they did. And then the blood gushing through the bed sheet, supposed to be from her mouth. W- why? What For what purpose? Like, seeing blood does not scare anyone anymore, unless you're one of those people who doesn't like needles or whatever, whatever. But 
that's not frightening. That it's not scary. There's nothing to it. It's blood in a bedsheet. So what? Anyone can do that. I could do that for Halloween. Do that myself. Go and get some fake blood from Home Bargain. But it's what I'm trying to say is that build up to this event at the end that there is no payoff. So what the chair, like, what does it do? Pick itself up and turn itself over? Whoa, terrifying. Don't think so. No, not scary enough. Absolute laziness. Boring, just boring. When I was re-watching it, I was just switched off. Eyes glazed over. Bored. I was quite the opposite. Well, I, I do get what you mean about that she, uh, she, uh, sheets over the head thing, but there is a moment in it, and this is this is again I'm breaking this film down into moments, which you shouldn't really do, dear dear listener. Uh, it's just that I'm a bit of a rebel when it comes to this stuff. And when the sheet rips and you look in, you see that eye. I thought that was I thought that was I thought that that was probably the reason why they did it. To be honest, just for that eye moment, so they could look in and see someone different. But as I, now you've said it, it, you are right. It doesn't really pay off, but. I didn't have a problem with it, to be honest. <laughs> nah. Nope. And I don't like, I just did not like seeing all the spirits. A very divisive really... this morning, Sean. Jack and will agree on anything. No, I doubt it. I don't like, oh, okay. well, maybe the, that up. we might agree that the Warrens are kooks, but we'll find out in a minute. Um, I just, there are just so many parts of it that I don't like, and it really let itself down. Like all those bits where it is genuinely frightening, where she's walking around the house on her own in a dressing gown and all of the photos fall off the, the, the wall at the, on the stairs. I would shit myself if that happened to me. And that's, they're the parts where you like put yourself in this situation and what would you feel like? And I think that's that's what audiences miss. They don't get that part. They don't think, what would I be like if I was in that situation? They don't need to because there's jump scares so they can be external from the film. It, it It's just laziness, absolute laziness. But moments like that are actually terrifying because I woke up in the middle of the night the other night because, you know, those air freshener things that pump themselves that yes. fell, fell off my somehow just fell off um well your house is haunted anyway isn't it well so? maybe uh, but actually you'd be really proud of me because i didn't think oh my god a ghost for the first time ever i just got up and saw what it was and put it back and then i thought wow that's actually really brave and then went back to sleep so and yeah. then talked about it on your horror film podcast. <laughs> yeah. Lazy, <laughs> lazy storytelling, lazy directing. Please stop with the fucking jump scares. And if you like jump scares, stop going to see horror films because we're just going to get more of it. Just, I don't know, what you're going to watch? Watch <laughs> crap. What, just buy them all. Buy, buy all the jump scares on Blu-ray and have a lovely time at home. Stop yeah. going to the pictures. I agree and accept it has jump scares in it, but that's not the only thing it's got. It's got enough. No, no, no. You're right. And that's what I'm trying to say. There is, no, I don't think it's got enough of the other side of it. It's it's jump scare heavy and it just gets worse and worse and worse until by the time you get to Conjuring 3, the jump scares are not scary because you're not jumping anymore. But I that's, think there was any jump that, scares in that. There's a, there is a difference. I don't even remember if there was. There is a difference between being a really good horror film and just having jump scares because any film in a cinema can make you jump. It's all in the score. 
So if you ramp up the score at a certain point of someone walking through a door, you're going to jump. You've achieved nothing. As a director and a storyteller, you have achieved zero. You've not scared anyone. You've given someone a momentary jump, which to be fair, John has that daily. Don't you? I jump when I see a spider. I don't. I'm not a, I'm not a, I, I, I actually, here's a bit of a confession. I actually jumped at my own shadow yesterday. However, in my defense, it was a new patio. So I wasn't used to kind of being around it. So. <laughs> Do you remember that time I nearly fell off the floor in, in university? Yeah. And I yeah. absolutely crapped myself. So yeah. basically that what was, happened. That was really bizarre. That. I still <laughs> yeah, don't understand really how you managed that. I don't. I don't know. So I was sat on the floor in a corridor outside of one of, waiting for one of our lecturers, leaned against the wall and felt like I was falling off the floor. And it was really scary. It was really scary. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Even anyway. passing students questioned your uh, sanity that moment. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah. Lazy. Right, after that... Damning indictment from you by that of that film. We shall move on. Yes. Um, if 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 people were trying to form an opinion, they've just got two people who feel very differently about it, and they are none the wiser than when we started this, in my opinion. But anyway, um, probably best to listen to Sean because he knows what he's talking about with this shit. <laughs> um, right. I want to talk about the weirdos. I mean Warrens, um, because. Do you know when you do research into something, I don't know if you've ever done this, mm. and you kind of think halfway through, I wish I hadn't started this. Oh, well. That was what I was like yesterday. Oh, no. Um, what I'll do is I'll just give you a one-minute kind of background for them. Um, they are paranormal, probably the most famous paranormal investigators there are, probably thanks to these films, if I'm honest. Um and they are not not ordained in any way, but they are recognised by the Catholic Church, and it's they are kind of the only people who are non-ordained to be recognised by the Catholic Church, um, which is a which is a big deal. However, they are staunch fucking Catholics. Like to be fair, if you find people who are bigging up your story of good versus evil in all of the work that they're doing. And it's all over the news. It's all in books. It's now in films. You are yep. going to say yes. We support you. Or you are ordained. Or you're not ordained, but you are. You are. But you are people. right. You are. This, and this. that underage. Sex yeah, under- da, 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 da. Let's get onto that later <laughs> because that is the uh, is the um, the kind of cherry on the fucking weird cake. It that, is. That was the yeah. moment, and I thought, I wish I hadn't started this. Um, <laughs> Right, uh, Ed Warren is a demonologist. Lorraine is a trans, tra- trans medium. If you don't know what a trans medium is, it's somebody who, believe it or not, goes into trances and will. Um, you may have to help me out on the terminology for this one, but she kind of has, I want to say, out of body investigations in scary places, and she kind of goes into a weird place, like Randy she's, Orton when he's about to do the RKO. She's basically um, a psychic medium. Um, and she is able to see, feel, communicate with spirits and energies. 
Is that yeah. why I would sum it up? Yeah, the kind of shit that you're into. Um, <laughs> most the memorable cases are obviously the Annabelle one, and I'm these are not. I'm not talking about the films now. I'm talking about the actual cases, so I don't have to vomit for a bit. Um, the Annabelle one, the witch family, which is what the parent family are referred to. Sean didn't know that, and he looked at me as if I had six <laughs> heads when I brought it up. Uh, they had a little bit of a go with the Amityville one, uh, the Enfield uh, haunting, which was obviously the basis for The Conjuring 2, mm. uh, Arnie Johnson, which was the basis for The Conjuring 3. Uh, the um, story of him is actually way more interesting than the film made it out to be. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to say this properly, but the Snedeker house, uh, which was the basis for a haunting in Connecticut, which is actually a decent story in itself. Realize uh, too much on CGI, but okay. Yeah, I don't know if you're spotting a theme coming up with the, all these. Um, <laughs> the Smell family, um, an investigation into strange going on in a home in West Pittston, Pennsylvania, uh, where a family claimed that a demonic entity was throwing things around, including the family dog. Um, the basis for two films that I can't remember the name of, you'll have to forgive me for that one because for some reason. I've left a space, but haven't written it down. But anyway, uh, Union Cemetery, a uh, 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 very, very famous cemetery that I'm pretty sure if you and Johnny got the chance to go, you would go. I'd come with you, but I wouldn't come out of the hotel. <laughs> You'd sit room. in the car. Going, Fuck <laughs> off. Uh, about the mysterious white lady, which supposedly haunts the cemetery in Connecticut. Um, he wrote a book about it, basically. Um these, these are these are kind of that that's not even the tip of the iceberg of the the cases that they've had, but they're probably the most famous ones. Um, all of them have had films made about them. Mm, there we go. Mm-hmm. Just uh, just wondering, just to put that out there. Um, however, on one on one side you've got a massive cash in for them, who have sold the rights to all these and they're making money off it, which is their American right to do in America because America is like that. But the people involved, the families involved, and the people involved have all seriously hand on the Bible, um, sworn on the flag, said that whatever was going on with them stopped after the intervention of the Warrens. And at the end of the day, if you've made someone feel better, even if they're just you're just appeasing a bit of the mind that's going a bit mad. Well, is it really a bad thing? Um, bit of background for them, for them too. After the cases, they started dating when they were teenagers. Um, the, the, the Catholic Church uh, originally wanted to be artists and have uh, been described as very creative. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> um, founded the New England Society for Psychic Research in 1952. Um, I would rather shit in my hand and clap and read anything to do with that if I'm honest because I know that's not going to end well for me and my sleeping at night um, they never charged for their services or saw themselves uh, or presented a bill at the end they saw themselves as educators they didn't really have to because they'd sell their fucking rights to a film for 20 million quid every time so doesn't really have, don't really matter about that um, I don't know if you've heard of The Devil's Road, the story, the true story of Ed and Lorraine Warren, the documentary surrounding them. Couldn't no. get hold of it anywhere. Couldn't get hold of it anywhere. It was like 
do you think Warner Brothers have um, had that cancelled somehow? Um, possibly. <laughs> um, probably for the reason I'm about to bring up. Mm. <laughs> right. Go on. And this was the moment I realised when, when I said before, I'd wrote, I wish I hadn't done this. Um, <sighs> there is no easy way to say this. Right. In 2013, a lady called Judith Penny, who is in her 70s now, stated like she was going to the shops to buy gravy, that she had had an underage relationship with Ed Warren and had lived in the house for four years with Lorraine's knowledge and kind of, I don't want to say consent because that's not really the word, but approval, we'll say. Um, I've actually written in this, I had no idea this was even a thing. What the fuck is going on? That's what I've written on my research there because it just went. Um, and then I wrote classic Catholic behavior, which, yeah. Um, and then the only real reason, real surprise is that she's female. God, I don't really, I really have a problem with the Catholic Church, don't I? I think everyone should um, have a problem with the Catholic Church, to be honest with you. Uh, by 2013, Ed had died. He died in 2006, hadn't he? Um, so they kind of presented the case to Lorraine, but she had massively failing health um, and couldn't really respond to the, um, I don't want to say charge, to the accusations or whatever you want to call it. Um, That's but, interesting because didn't she consult on the Conjuring film itself? That's interesting. Yeah, it must it must have been well, it must have oh, been that like, ill health, eh? I mean just pops yeah. up when you need it least, doesn't it? When you're getting paid three million quid, I mean th- happily this this convenient God kept this sickness offer until the check had cleared. <laughs> and then as soon as a question comes to her that she has absolutely no comeback or answer for, oh. the then the God gives her ill health. It's it's yeah. an act of God, mate. That's what it's, it is. It's the 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 uh, the nonce disease, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, when you play golf with God every fucking Tuesday and Thursday, uh, he will do you these favours, like. Um, But, yeah, that kind of freaked me out and cast just about everything. I just want to point out, this is where my comparison to Vera and um, Patrick completely ends, because Vera and Patrick would never do anything like this. Um, Did they know about it, though? Did they know about it at the time of making the film? Because it appears that Warner Brothers did know about it and any actor with assault would probably research the people that they're going to play if it's a real person. They would. They definitely would. Yeah, and then would you not have found out that allegation and thought, this is not for me? Yeah, well, th- this, this is the thing. I don't know if it came out after the film was, ah, was finished. Like because, post-contracts and stuff. Yeah. Which is why it would have been treated, especially in 2013, let's face it, with a bit of disdain. So you're fucking releasing this about this, a, a new film that's coming out. Just give us another couple of months when God can strike Lorraine down and then we'll pretend that you don't exist. Uh, but but I think it was after the film and it was yeah. kind of in the, in the kind of moments when it was about to be released. Um, no, 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 no. The article I read said that Warner Brothers knew about it at the time of making the film or before making the film. Well, it's pre-Weinstein Hollywood, mate. I think oh, no, just... no, 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 no. It's, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. 
top studio executives were made aware just weeks after the film opened in 2013. They would have, in 2013, they would have just seen it as a fucking blatant cash-in. Yeah, Um, and they would have signed contracts that would have been like, you need to make us... Because contracts now are not like, you make this film, it's like, you will be contracted to X amount of films within this uh, franchise, isn't it? That's, yeah. Yeah, that's probably what he had for this as well. That's a shame. Um, but yeah, that was that was the moment I just thought, you can't fucking preach the Bible and then do something like this. You have to, it's, as Tony Soprano said, those who preach the rules have to live by the rules. Um, Gotta get me to Tony Soprano thing in there somehow. And <laughs> that, that one thing for me, I've actually put it in bold because that's how fucking discrediting it is to them. It's just... No, absolutely not. Uh, but that was that was just the kind of I, I don't want to say tip of the iceberg. It was the body of the iceberg, but it was fucking. There's so much more. It's before when you were saying that they're basically the the, the, the Catholic Church loved them because they basically promote the church. She Lorraine would go around and any and would say to people, um, if you're not baptized or without faith, you're more vulnerable to demonic possession. So they're basically like this traveling fucking propaganda circus, getting she's, people baptized she, and into the faith. She's predicating also, on fear. She's also the very thing that the Bible teaches you as a witch. Um, anybody that can communicate <laughs> with, this is true, anyone that can communicate with the dead is a bad person, according to the Bible. So you cannot have this both ways. Are you a Catholic who believes the word of God or are you not? Do you go against it? Do you flout the rules whenever you want? Clearly, that is exactly what they both do. And the Catholic Church turn a blind eye, as they do with most things. Yep. So it's absolutely fine that she's a devout Catholic, but it's also fine that she can talk to the dead, even though they're taught that that is not a, a good thing. Yeah, it's just come and work for us. We can make people get baptised and then regret it for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Fucking fuck off. Um, uh, there was an investigation, I don't know if you've heard about this, by the Connecticut Post into them. Steve Novella and Perry DeAngelis. If you've ever heard two more American names, I want to hear them. <laughs> um, who basically returned... a pretty damning report on them stating though though they were both very cordial polite and highly likable people they were full of blarney that's a 50s word isn't it you're full is of that, blarney is that even a word yeah it's uh it's an american word it means bullshit um they proclaim them excellent storytellers and hugely creative pur- purveyors of church-based propaganda uh-huh. attempting to sway people into the catholic faith Wow. Oh, what a surprise. Surprise, what surprise. What a surprise. Now the anger in John comes out because you know how I feel about this shit. Um, probably the same as most other people with a fucking brain cell, if I'm completely honest. Um, and before I explode into rage, I just want to end by end this little analysis of the damned by um, talking about the Enfield haunting, which, as we know, is the basis for number two. Um, I um, looked into this a little bit and I found two very, very similar accounts that said that the Warrens turned up uninvited Mm -hmm. to this Enfield house. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Maurice Gross, the guy, Gross, the guy who seamlessly carries the investigation, he is 
fan-fucking-tastic he is. This little rat-faced man, he's amazing. <laughs> um, in 2006, he actually said that the Warrens turned up uninvited at the doorstep saying, we can save this family. And all of them involved, especially the mum in the second one, I think her name was Peggy, told them to fuck off. That was as far as it ever went. Yeah, and they, now they they act as fucking pariahs and saviors in the actual, actual film. Yeah, they were there for literally less than a day. Um, I mean, I don't know if they actually got told to fuck off, but I do think that they were, they they were they did go into the house and they had a little look around. Basically, is what they did. They spoke to the family, but in terms of you know recording those all those recordings where the little girl is speaking in a man's voice, all that sort of stuff. Not true. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It was honestly like for me, I've had to like Lorraine Warren and Ed Warren got turned away at the door, but Vera and Patrick were let in and made a cup of, of tea. Of course, the yeah, they yeah. were saviors. Would. If, they, if they knocked on my door dressed like that, I would shit my pants and then <laughs> if you I would love that. If you want to watch a really, really good and true to life drama about the Enfield Haunting. There is a drama out there called The Enfield Haunting. And it is based on the, I'm sorry, is it Maurice? Did you say the investigator? Maurice Gross. It's based Bruce. on on his uh, observations of the case. And it is not a typical, this was a paranormal event. It's also not a typical, this was not a paranormal event. It is basically it i mean it does lean towards more towards the skeptical side because of other things that were going on in and for and with the family but it's a lot better than this absolute shite oh, it's, that it's james a TV miniseries. it is it's fantastic it's, it's got um matthew mcfadden in it mm. you may remember him from those marks and spencer adverts have you not this watched it this isn't just food it's eminence food um no i haven't actually why would i watch this without you telling me to do it you should watch it Timothy Spall and playing Maurice Cross. Casting of the high, highest order there. There you go. Yeah, I might have a go that today, actually. It's really with, good. With really, the lights really on. Good. Um, and I find it interesting that they were involved in the... They, well, they say they were involved in the Amateurville horror. They actually weren't. It was after the fact. Um, yeah. They had literally nothing to do with the haunting itself. And I'm wondering if that's why they've not made a film about their... I mean, it's mentioned, isn't it, in the... Um, in the second one at the very start, I think. But it's yeah. absolutely no involvement with the Lutzes whatsoever. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I I don't deny that they had input into these things because that's just who they were and they are the Catholic Church, so they think they own everything. Like Manchester United in the Premier League just think they're entitled <laughs> to have an opinion on everything. Um, but to the extent that these films kind of portray it, absolutely fucking not in any way. You know the ones that they've had real direct and in, in, input in because they've made films out of it, like direct films with 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 them. But even saying that though, they haven't had that much in the in the Enfield one, so I don't even know why. Just because they turned up, they said, "Oh, this is our investigation now." That's uh, that in twenty years, thirty years, four years, we're going to make a film out of this, hmm. which seems to be the kind of motivation for most of their investigations, for, for me get their fucking foot in the door, get the rights done, and then they'd sell the films later. Yeah, because the way that they made their money was from writing books. I think they had nine books out, and they were doing, like, lecture tours, weren't they, like, all over America, um, like, to universities about the work that they'd done, well, the yeah. work that they'd walked in on. 
by the sound yeah. of things. <laughs> from what I can gather, they, they seem to invite themselves to um to, to happenings, stick around for a bit, talk to people, and fuck off and say, "Oh, we've sorted that." And it's and I'm I I know that they had much more input in others, but I doing this research, I was just halfway through, and I was just like. I don't want to do this anymore. I think I texted you and I said, I'm not doing any more of this last night. And I was like, because like, I used to think there was a kind of mystery and, a, and, a, and a, an aura around them. I thought they were kind of like quite fascinating. Um, now, as we found out last, last week with the Amityville, it's just bollocks, isn't it? It's just fucking Catholic-based propaganda bollocks. Fucking and they scare the shit out of me as well. They look like fucking. They look like they eat children. To be honest, um, wish they, I had they, children they, in Ed's case. Well, yeah, but they 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 look like they boil children. Eat, a, a morning ritual is to boil children, and they look like if if you come downstairs with your hair out of place to cut your fucking eye out. Do you know they, what? They genuinely look terrifying. Look like Victorian school moms. Do you know what I find really frightening? They had a daughter called Judy, didn't they? And I find yeah. it really, really frightening that she would have grown up in this house of, yes, Catholic propaganda, but also believing wholeheartedly that these things that their parents were bringing into their home were evil, were like relics or... or yeah, tools that of... that room in in that in the house that had all of the, the cursed items in that was that's real that they actually had that. I mean, whether the curses are real or not is for, you make up your own mind on that. But right, if you if you have a daughter that is or 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 an only child that is your your one new meaning in life is to keep that child safe. Mm. So why would you bring? Not one, not ten, not a hundred, but thousands and thousands and thousands of cursed and haunted artifacts that have demonic presences in them that you firmly believe have killed people. You bring them to your house and you say, don't touch anything, don't go in there. And in the first film, and I can't don't know how serious how real this is, I have to say, um, she she's in there and she's like. You know you're not supposed. They're like you know you're not supposed to be in here, and that's it. That's literally oh you hand in the cookie jar again. It's like you're in a, in a, in a, you're basically in hell. There's probably more evil in that room than there is in some places in hell. Mm. And you're going oh you've just you've got in here again. Uh, don't touch the doll. <laughs> Let's go and get some porridge. Fuck off. Just fuck off. So I don't think we would ever get a straight answer from Judy. I, I mean, the film portrays Judy as being a bit of a kid in the 70s. She was actually in her 20s by then. Um, so she would Where have been, is she now? She, well, she was heavily involved. She and her husband um, look after the legacy of the Warrens. So we're not going to... This article describes them as caretakers of the Warren legacy. This is a Den of Geek article, um, and it is a legacy she is hesitant to continue, which, again, she's just building on the mythos of her parents. Like, 
what are you hesitant to continue? What what is it? Like I don't believe yeah. yet. I don't believe to be you're quite going honest, to. I think she's the only person entitled to fucking cash in on this. And I hope she does. Mm. I hope she's polishing a Ferrari as we speak, because I can't even imagine what that childhood must have been like. She she said that she saw proof or proof enough for me, as she says of these paranormal and horrific things. She said that that was enough for her and she fully believes it wholeheartedly. Yeah. I, I My just... dad used to tell me he could speak to a Z-type Jaguar. I used to believe it because he used to tell me it was true. Oh. Now I know him. To, I know that to be bullshit because I'm not five anymore. Mm. So imagine what that must have been like in that house. I, 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 that, that, that is my idea of hell. That really is. Mm. Oh, oh, shudders. Shudders, shudders, shudders. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So so they're both pieces of shit, to be quite honest with you. Um, and, yeah. and Ed and Lorraine can fuck off. But Vera and Patrick, I love you. Um, oh, fucking... This is... This, that, this, that one little bit of research was one of the reasons I really don't like doing this sometimes because I did, I did used to really revere them up until then. Now they can both fuck off. Back to the... Stop there before I go any further into an insulting pile of shit. Um, okay, then I'll move on from them because they fucking disgust me. Fucking backhanded pricks that they are. Um, we shall discuss finally um, the witch family slash parent family. If I refer to the witch family, we're talking about the parent family because Sean's vacant expression before. <laughs> So well, the witch parent family. The witch family sounds like a family of witches, doesn't it? So that's why I was like, um, "What?" Well, I can't say the witch in speech marks family because it sounds a bit shit. But we'll just call them the parent family from now. Happy now? Yes. Thank you. Wait. You <laughs> always wait do. Always do. Always do. Okay. Now this really fascinated me. This did. I. Oh, this I'm is, excited I think for I sent, this part. Sent you a text saying this is actually because I love stuff like this this is right up my fucking alleyway this um <laughs> it, it's claimed that the spirit that haunted the the, the 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 we'll call it a farm as well was that of a lady called oh dear i can't i'm gonna say this name wrong and she's gonna come and haunt me probably um, Bathsheba sherman is that right Bathsheba. that'll do that's better that's actually better pronounced that Sherman, and uh, she's believed to be related to Mary Town Eastie, who you will know, won't, won't know, who's she? She's a witch, apparent witch, is she oh, not? Yeah, you've got to say alleged. From um, the Salem, from Salem? Yes, well done. Um, and she was one of the accused tried and hung in the Salem witch trials. So, here's my first beef, Okay. So the first beef with that fact. We have all well with the, what we're about to discuss. We we all know the Salem witch trials were hysteria. They were not witches. They were not witches. They were girls that that village or that town did not like. They did something wrong. They stepped out of line. They went against the church. Maybe they sucked a penis in the woods. Something like that. And then they got tried and hung as a witch. And then to say that someone is related to this witch, this person must be a witch also, is fucking ridiculous because it is like it is like saying, John, you are ginger. You're not ginger. John, you are ginger. You're related to witch. your cousin 
is Peter over there, therefore Peter must be a ginger? No. And I know that there are reports. I mean, show me the reports, because all I can find is there are reports that um, this person was a Satanist. Okay, where are the reports? What reports? Did someone say it? Was it at the same time or just after the Salem witch trials when everyone was hysterical anyway? Where are the reports? Because you're not showing me nothing. Bullshit. Bullshit. But do continue. Back to my point. Um, it's the, the, a lot of the, 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 well, all of the people, because let's face it, you, you, you can like whatever God you want. And if you like the devil, you, I don't give a fuck. Um, but back then it was, it was, it was a big thing. And well, obviously, but um, obviously real witches with green faces, they Boiled children, apart from Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, don't don't exist. They, they, just, they just don't. There's there's witchcraft and black magic and Satan worship and, and they're all really cool, and I like them all to be honest. But they used to. I've I've heard it's it's say and it's the basis for many stories. And I've heard I've because I'm quite quite into the Salem witch trials. I've Research quite a bit for an, a, a script I'm writing available soon. If you're an agent, please get in touch. Um, uh, um, called uh, based on Abigail Williams, who is someone who fucking fascinates the shit out of me. If you don't know who Abigail Williams is, switch off now and fuck off. Um, she was the lead prosecutor in the Salem witch trials. She was, uh, I think, she was 13 at at the time, and she kind 13? of 13. Yeah. And have you ever watched a film called The Crucible? Yes. That kind of, it's that based on Arthur Miller's play. They make a 17 and that, but she was 13 at the time. Madness, absolute uh, madness. And what gave her the authority to be that person? Was it the church? Um, no one gave her the authority. She, she just, just said, at 13. Just, Can you imagine? Oh my God, we can't even trust 13 year olds to get a fucking bus these days. Are you messing? <laughs> to be the lead prosecutor in witch trials. Fuck right off. Lead, a, lead accuser. She oh, was accuser. Accuser, oh. accuser, not prosecutor. Oh, I thought you prosecutor said prosecutor. Was, <laughs> the, the prosecutor was assigned by the, the, the Crown and the government. But right. she was she was invited into the inner circle and her testimony was absolutely believed. Not debunked in any way not even questioned and there was an amazing an amazing kind of moment Paul Schofield in the in the crucible says this most infuriating kind of paragraph where he says like witchcraft is an invisible crime so we have to believe the accuser because a witch will obviously lie and you just go Fuck off, Paul. You are a fantastic actor with a lovely chiseled jaw, but you're wrong. But um, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, going back to this, um, the, the one of the things that I found from researching that script, uh, agents get in touch um, via Instagram or whatever, um, was the, the 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 spirits of these, let's face it, murdered young girls. Some of them were ten. Some between 10 and 18 in some cases, well, at 10, 10 and 92, there was, there was that many of them. Um, the spirits of those um, murdered women and, and guys and lads uh, haunted Salem after that. And that created, when, you're, when you live in a world of religious hysteria, and you murder innocent people, because that's what it is, it's murder, and I don't give a shit what anyone says, they wanted them out the way. 
um, thousands of reasons that they wanted him on the way, out of the way, which is why all the accusations started to fly. I want his cow. He's a witch. There you go. Done. Get his cow in compensation. Um, so then after that, they had the religious hysteria of all these wronged people's spirits being haunting Salem and surrounding areas, which is ultimately why quite a lot of people left after that. That and the fact that the town's full of shit. And they felt guilty. Yeah, and many, many other reasons. And that's that's where another kind of strand of that story comes from. It's not so much that these evil demonic spirits now... And so, so, so who said who said that Salem was haunted by these dead people? Um, the it, people that live there. Uh, there's there's a lot of testimony from people who have lived there, right. not people who live there, because the people who live there seem to just love the, the tourism. Right. I mean, I'm not going to lie; I'd go tomorrow. Yeah, I'd yeah. Think it's brilliant. No, I'd, I'd, I'd love. Go ahead. I would absolutely love to go, and I'd love to be around that sort of history, but. In sort of, not because I believe that there were witches there, not because I believe that, with, that the souls of these people that were killed now haunt the place. It's be, it's to go and witness a site of history, like people go to Auschwitz and stuff, don't they? Just to feel, yeah, to feel what it was like. That's, yeah, that's and what it, I mean. It's not about going somewhere that is paranormal because I don't believe it is. And if anybody did leave Salem shortly after the trials. All you were haunted by is your, your own guilt and your own mind and what you know was all lies. That's what you're haunted by, not spirits. Yeah. I'd I'd like to go with you because you're you're very kind of spiritual. You're not a hippie, and I do like you, but you are very <laughs> spiritual. And I'm a bit overly sensitive at times when I'm when I've shaved my beard too much and I've, the testosterone's left me, and I can be a bit of a was there sometimes but I think it, it affects us in, in like similar ways because I think the spiritual bit I think you'd feel it and the kind of overly sensitive bit I'd feel because I'd be just be sitting there going fucking 100 fucking people were murdered here because mm. because of hysteria, religious hysteria but yeah that that's the, these are where these curses come from and these kind of ill feelings and black feelings that go onto these lands Um and if if you're a devout devout religion religious and you're being killed because of religious um, reasons, I'd say um, the last thing you're going to say is "I fucking curse you" because they're all going to believe it, and you just go, "Yes, I've got him here. <laughs> oh, I'm dead." Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so 51 years after the after the trials ended, um, this bath. Sheba Sherman. Bathsheba sounds a little bit like a cat food. Um, she married, had a had a baby, moved on to to, to the farm. Um, Fifty-one years. How old was she? Fifty-one years. She was only very very young. This is what I'm saying. And how were they related? Um, she they weren't like direct relations. Like she was born way after. She's still related to her. Like but how? She was born way is after. What I'm asking. I couldn't find a date of birth. Or, or 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 the relationship between them. So it could be hearsay. Films with the, oh, all of this is hearsay, mate. Yeah, that's, so, that's what okay. it is. So I'm going to call bullshit the, there straight away. Yeah, this is, we're talking about a legend and a legend with many many holes in it. So, what from from what I can gather, she was kind of a dis a distant should say distant relation of this um, 
Mary Eastie. So she, I don't even know what that's got to do with anything as well, by the way. All that's done is add a layer of kind of mystery to it because mm. that's pretty much where it all stops. Um, 51 years later, this this relation of Mary Eastie moves onto this farm with her husband and a new baby. Um Subsequently, in the years, in the, in the following years, she's discovered by her husband trying to sacrifice the child to Satan in a, in, in a barn or something. And is that um, is that fact or is that because I know that's mentioned that, in the film? Um, well, it's none of it. Not, you can't say any of it's fact. So even, that's even what I'm if it's to documented, say. even if it's documented, I still look at it with. But is it documented that 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 happened? Uh, not it's documented by witness accounts. There's no legal kind of documents that say she was found doing this. So it's more, we're back to the point where a husband didn't like his wife, aren't we? Yeah, and could much. have made up any story. Uh, uh, do you um, know what I mean? By by the sounds of it, that's pretty much what happens as well. Um, I think he got bored of them, wanted them gone. But this is me talking. Uh, she and basically her husband exposed her to the to the town, who then started the witch accusations again. Fifty one years later, when we're supposed to be in a much more enlightened time, bollocks. Um, so they basically um, she she was trying to escape, and she's to you know the tree in the conjuring film. She climbed that, uh, realized she had nowhere to go, so cursed the land and then hanged herself, hung herself. Um, that's why you see the, the 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 feet in that shot when she's hanging from the tree. Um, so it's, I mean, going back to the film for a second, it is true. To, they have done their own work on it, but that's that's what makes a film a film. Uh, okay. Going, so I'm reading a article on history versus Hollywood. Um, there's no hard evidence to support that Bathsheba Sherman was really a witch. Only legend and local folklore, which we've already discussed. And an accusation from my husband. Hang on. Having lived on a neighbouring farm in the 1800s, suspicion grew when an infant mysteriously died in her care. When the baby was examined, it was determined that the mortal wound was caused by a large sewing needle that had been impaled in the base of the child's skull. Though the townspeople believe that Bathsheba sacrificed the infant as an offering to the devil due to insufficient evidence to a court found that she was innocent of any wrongdoing. Despite her name being cleared legally, the public was not convinced. In her book, House of Darkness, House of Light, Andrea Perrin, who is the daughter of the Perrin family, describes her mother, Carolyn, talking to a man who she referred to as Mr. McEachin. Supposedly a bit of a local historian, Mr. Mr. McEachin told Carolyn that Bathsheba treated the help badly and that she starved and beat her Sherman farm staff. That's awful. Um, I just want to read about how she died, so you you carry on. Um, so yeah, there's no evidence, even a court, a court in those days, in the 1800s, found her innocent. Well, it's basically like they, 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 they find they're guilty of witchcraft and then move backwards from there in those days, so... To do that, but uh, yeah, going back to this, I mean, I'm only talking about the the the, the, the curse, the legend sort of thing. So, um, there's 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 pl- there's plenty of um, 
de- I, can't, I really like the word debunker at the moment, me, don't I? Mm. Um, but according to this, truth of Kath, Kath, Bathsheba would haunt the family, haunt any new families that would move in onto the land and would persistently and sadistically torment all family members, but would focus particularly on the children, as it was claimed she would possess the mothers of children and force them to richly murder them, and in turn, trapping said spirits in the house too. That is the legend of the conjuring house, basically. And then I found arguably the best website I've ever been on, because it makes me a lot less scared and able to sleep called The Skeptical Inquirer. Genius. Mm. <laughs> um, let's just say they're not fans of the Warrens and have debunked this entire theory as nothing more than a local ghost story. Um, yes, people have died in this house in the 200-ish years, 300-ish years, up to now. Tell me, Show me a house in the world where people haven't died, especially a, a, a dead old one. And I'll eat my own fucking hat. Mm-hmm. Not this one, though, because I like it. Um, they basically did a, their own investigation, uh, and they said there was little little direct connection or similarities with any of the associated death, and that far less infamous homesteads at the time boasted far more bizarre deaths and suicides, but they were never investigated because all of the focus was on this house. Even back then, they wanted to play on the lead the legacy of a slightly famous old house and let so many other things go ah, america norma sutcliffe was the lady who lived in the house from 1987 to 2019 and she never reported a single instance of paranormal activity mm-hmm. apart from the oddly explained sound and here and there which every house has especially yours mm-hmm. um Everything could be explained by plumbing or wood. Well, she wouldn't, would she? The uh, the Warrens saved saved the day, saved the house, saved the land, didn't they? Like, yeah. Well, if if it's uh, <laughs> to be believed, if it's a widely believed fact that uh, a Victorian school mom and a paedophile saved the day. Well, <clears> but anyway, and apparently um, there was there was no um, there was no exorcism. You know, we were talking about the exorcism at the end of the film. That didn't actually happen. So I don't actually know what they did to save the day. In 2005, I don't know if you've seen this, but it was the subject of a Ghost Hunters episode. Now, I avoid these things like the plague because I think they're all shit. I the, I remember that. Was it Most Haunted? Was oh, Most Haunted was absolutely yeah. Look, brilliant. there's an orb. It's not. It's just not an orb that's, at all. That's it's dust or a bug. No, you're absolutely right. Um, and I do think... I, I, lo- I mean, I loved Most Haunted. Like, I do believe in spirits. I do believe in ghosts. But looking back, I mean, I watched Most Haunted again on Amazon Prime. Other streaming services are available. And um, loved the journey of it because it just, each season, it just got more and more dramatic and the evidence was bigger. Um, so it was just, it was like, it was like a drama, wasn't it? Where it just gets, yeah. it just builds I- on itself. I like the one with girls allowed in it because they were genuinely fucking terrified. Like they, 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 they genuinely believed it was all real. I mean, I'm not saying, dude. We, I went to that fucking Denby Asylum with Johnny Cameron, and it was like, why didn't I go? I don't know. You're probably busy. 
But um, my God, he, he he wants to go in and all kinds. And I was like, you've clearly come here with the wrong person, haven't you? I wouldn't. I, I It was so I actually have a story about this. I haven't really told anyone except for him. I don't think I've told you this. Go on. Right. We'd been, we'd been, I'd had a look around, only around the grounds because I flatly refused to go into that place. Where is and it? If you, uh, in Denby, kind of like in the middle of nowhere, it is. Why well, I want to go? It's it is. Can we genuinely... go? Can we do a nightmare cinema road you trip? You can go with him. He, he fucking loves it. Like. Why can't you come? We could, it, we could, it, with this podcast, we might even be able to get permission to go in with the uh, caretaker and get like a, a, a tour that's the only way I'm going to go in there and I'm going to have a fucking proton pack on my back can we really I don't we, know even we, know where Denby is it's kind of North Wales-ish <gasps> uh, about 15-20 minutes away from real when did you just go sorry oh it was it was a while ago now when I was with the ex like remember the ex from real um, oh well, yeah we went there but listen I haven't actually told you this because on, sorry. for fear that you're going to laugh at me uh but this genuinely, genuinely shit me up. We'd got back to the car after just walking around, around the grounds, right? Um, Johnny was with his missus at the time and I was with mine and we were getting into our car and I was... Oh, is this why the... I wasn't invited? Well, little straight no... day out, was it? <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it. It's fine, I'll go by myself. <laughs> fucking homophobes. Can I tell a fucking story no, or not? homophobic. Well, I'm fucking telling it anyway. Right, we got back to the car. It genuinely shits me up, this. So I know it's difficult, but shut the fuck up. Oh. Oh. Like, we, we, we'd walked around the grounds and that, and we'd, we'd, I, I'd had enough half an hour before they left. Like, <laughs> me and Johnny's missus were like, we need, we, I want to go now. I want to go. The other two were fucking, oh, look at this. And I was like, fuck off. So we got back to the car, and I was standing by, by Nick, Nick's passenger side door. And I was looking over and I was thinking, why the fucking hell is she standing behind Johnny here? I was like, and I shouted over and said, are you fucking ready to go yet? And she's like, I thought she wanted to hug off him or something like that. Uh, who doesn't want to hug off Johnny Cameron? Um, <laughs> and I, went, I was like, are you ready to go yet or not? And she went, she was by the car door, opening the door and she said, I'm over here. And I went, what? And I looked back and the person behind Johnny Cameron had gone. There was... A figure, I, I it was it was a figure of either a young girl or sorry Nick, but an old woman. And it and no wonder she's your fucking extra. Yeah, and, and and she was standing. It was dark, so it was just like the out, outline, and she's quite short, Nick, which is why I just assumed it was her. And I was thinking, what the fuck is she getting going over here for? And. Weird shit happened on the drive home as well. We would we were driving driving along and a, a a rabbit or a hare jumped out in front of the car and it looked I mean, that's not at, weird. No, no, it looked at us. It, <laughs> it, like the, the the headlights lit Shut up its eyes and it was looking at me. It was, it was. That's what happened. John, so it did. a rabbit or it a hare jumped out in the middle of a road in the middle of Wales. <laughs> so it's yeah. probably a country road. Yeah. It's never happened and before. And looked or since. at the headlights. No, looked at me. 
No, were you in a car oh, with the headlights on? Like, yeah. <laughs> John, you were sat inside the car. It didn't know you were there. It looked at the headlights of the car. You are a absolute wimp. And I'm not fucking scared the shit out right, of me. I'm pretty and... sure I tried to phone you when I got back, actually, and you didn't answer the phone because you're in a mood. Probably because I wasn't invited. Because you would have been the first person I phoned when I got back. It, honestly, the whole thing. I, I know. I know the the, the hair was the, the rabbit was secondary, but because it was linked in with the other thing, everything for the next four hours was linked. So Jesus. anything that kind of happened that I didn't like, that was it was it was a ghost, and that was that's pretty much my own little concentrated bit of hysteria. Yeah, it, I'm kind of on the final piece now. Anyway, we've got about five minutes, ten minutes. Uh, Says it, despite the lack of extraordinary evidence, the farmhouse has gained celebrity status mainly due to the rampant successes of the film. Boredom, boredom, boredom. Um, to the extent that the new owners, Corey and Jennifer Heinsen, who bought the house from Norma Sutcliffe. What are you love with her? Heinsen? That's what it is. You know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> you little bastard. Come on, anyway. Bought it, bought it in 2019. <laughs> And subsequently opened it for the public on walking tours. Cash in! Obviously. Um, I've actually written in big letters there, Ah, America. Um, <laughs> there's a website you can book tickets on and everything. You can get T-shirts as well, uh, but which is even more proof that uh, Americans would sell you a Ted if they thought they Oh, could. my God, absolutely. Um, I've actually found a list of the people who um, have died in the house as well, to know the ones that kind of predicated this big... It's cursed thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan Arnold hung herself in 1866, age 50. For what uh, reason? Uh, because it was 1866. Right. And, and it was a farm. So maybe was there farm. was a plight. Maybe they couldn't yeah. grow Farmers potatoes. dying in 1866, in, in the 19th century, in the 17th century, were a the fact that only two, granted they were husband and wife, died in this farm is fucking insanity to me. But um, a husband kind of followed, I think it was about three or four years after, but I have no concrete facts of that, just that he died from hanging in the same place. So you have to think depression was probably a factor mm, in that. Definitely. Um, Jarvis and Edwin Arnold both froze to death in 1901 and 1903, respectively. Um, that's because they lived in Rhode Island and it was 1901 and you didn't have central heating. Well, no, not really. And this is the thing, isn't it? Because they didn't die in the house, they died in on the, on the land work, right? Land. So they just didn't get back to the house in time. I mean, in time for what? It's not, it's not, it's not the day after tomorrow, is it? Like, there's not like a big ice storm that's coming that is going to freeze you instantly. What were you doing? You were probably just died outside because you were sat outside, or what me is it called? Thinks, exposure. They call it exposure. Yeah, don't they? Me thinks that the glug 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 had something to do with it. Yeah, and fell asleep. So this is the thing, yeah. isn't it? They're saying, "Oh, such and such died on this land. That's great. The land's massive, so <laughs> there's probably going to have been yeah. a few deaths somewhere." Unless, unless I mean, it started off quite. I don't want to say promising. I do apologise, Mr. and Mrs. Arnold. I don't mean to that you're death is promising but wow. the, it started off quite promising because two people died in the same place from, from hanging and I was thinking hey oh this is yeah but they were truly. husband they were husband and wife weren't they so 
you need to look at the historical, yeah. like what's going on around there. Yes, the wife if, killed herself, yeah. but then the husband, as you said before, might have been depressed and it could have been, I want to go with you. So he chose if, that spot. If 20 more had followed in the same way, I'd be going, right? This but, is weird. <laughs> uh, and the last one, <laughs> and I, I shouldn't laugh at this because this is actually really, really horrific. But again, in 1849, it's nothing out of the ordinary, um, sadly. Uh, I, I, um, Prudence Arnold, I've just noticed that they have the same name. Didn't know that. Because for eight generations, a family lived on that property. That's the one. I knew there was a reason. I should have written that down. <laughs> but um, um, she was 11 years old and she was raped and murdered. Her throat was cut. Oh, my well, God. That is... 49 in, in, Amer- in semi-frontier America. So that is horrendous. Again, not the fact that I could only find, like, four in 100-odd year, years was the biggest shock of that like i can't i can't find anything around how bathsheba actually died herself i know it says she hung herself in the film but i can't find that um it's i in the words of you i pretty much would like to call bullshit on that because Mm. it just seems such a fragmented story different people telling different versions over of it over Mm. the years and it's just like i these 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 horror stories and ghost stories are all good, but when you actually sit down and put any kind of research into it, you see how like mutated they've become over the years, mm. and how plot like holes have formed that people just go, well, it's a ghost story, so it doesn't matter. And um, yeah, mm. at least you can make films out of them and make millions of pounds like that. But uh, which is like the true. American greed lies. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much. Oh, just see my face. Um, pretty much that. Um, the word, the, the the word that's in my head, rattling around my brain, is bullshit. To be honest. So that's another good film that I've ruined thanks to this podcast. Yeah, the film. So thanks. The film is. It, it, it's an okay film. It is not the worst film I've ever seen. It's certainly not the worst film James Wan has ever made. Um, it is an all right film. The story behind it, I mean, I do believe, genuinely do believe that these families go into these houses and I do believe stuff does happen. But then once you think, hang on, that is paranormal, Every single thing that happens in or around the house is related to that idea. And everything just becomes this escalated version of itself. A clanging pipe could then sound like someone dragging something along the floor or... Couldn't agree more. Those little wimpy chain rattler ghosts from stories back in the day. Do you know what I mean? It's it's all... Yeah, it's, it's exactly like my story then. I to this day, swear blind that I saw someone standing behind Johnny. I, I saw that. I know I'm a bit of a, a bit hysterical sometimes, but I saw that person. So everything, absolutely everything after that had a paranormal sense in it. A, a rabbit jumping at the car. It's just a fucking rabbit jumping at the car because it shit itself because a big car was coming towards it. Everything after that was, was spooky, scary skeletons time. It was hysteria. Yeah, that's 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 
couldn't like I had my own hysteria. I mean, I told Johnny and he fucking laughed me out of dodge, like. But um, and I, I said to him at the time, I said, "Who's that behind you?" Then and he went, Ooh. he turned around. There's no one there. Okay, let's do it the other way around then. What do you believe of the actual story, real or fake? I believe it. I believe it to be a very entertaining yarn. Now, okay, I don't. I, I, some weird shit's happened, but I don't think any of it was true. I believe. I think I believe it to a certain extent, um, because if you look at something like the Amitsville Hot Air, with the, the the one of the boys, one of the kids in that film, he's like really disturbed now about what happened to him as a kid, and he spoke out against you know his parents and stuff and said you know this is this is not true. And it was his own documentary was called My Amateurville Horror, I think, um, and it was about it was just about him. Um, and, you know, all of the stuff that we discussed last time with the Lutzes, all bullshit. I don't believe the Amateurville horror for a second. I, I really don't. But with <laughs> this one, for the kids, the pairing kids to still be talking about this and be like, you know, I did see this. I genuinely did see this. We need to understand that, yes, they might have seen it, but we need to understand that they're kids seeing things that they might not be able to at that time explain um, I mean, I, I talk about this loads. Like my nan used to play the Ouija boards with us all the time in Anawin. And at the time, that was terrifying because, you know, this is the Ouija board and ghosts are speaking to us through this glass on this coffee table. But now looking back, it was probably my nan moving it, having a ball with us and then sending us to bed. <laughs> Absolutely terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but that this is what I mean. That explains like you, an awful lot about you. You though. need to look back on it and reflect on it properly. Like, were you actually seeing these things? Or, I mean, one of the parent kids did say that she saw the mum's chair levitate and sort of get thrown across the room. Those are things that are pretty hard to misinterpret, aren't they? She, it either did float and she either was thrown against the, uh, across the room or she wasn't. So I do have some, some belief in this. Do I believe she was thrown against the room and a chair levitated? No, I absolutely don't. Because it's the 70s. You can get a video camera. You can get a camera. Go and get some evidence then. Don't, don't fanny around and say, oh, we were too scared at the time you would have those things to hand if shit was happening to you, wouldn't you? You would, of course you would. Yeah, I, I would say, going back to this ghost story thing, I would say that the lady was definitely accused of being a witch. She hanged herself and she did do the curse. Everything else, like everything else is just a hair, a rabbit running in the car. Do you think, I, I mean, there's, there's nothing to say that she did hang herself. I can't find it. Um, there, there are also stories that all of her kids died before they were four and, you know, they found census records yeah, to show that, that wasn't true. I don't even believe... I, I mean, I don't even care if, it's, if, if it actually happened or not. It's, it's, the, it's the, the story that does the job. Mm. It's just that story. Everything else is the hysteria from that story. Um, mm. but, but, yeah, the, the, the Conjuring films... The, both, both the first and second one are made, born from the hysteria surrounding true life events. Mm. Absolutely, like, um, and I think they purposely don't go out of the way to prove to try and prove that they're real. They just deal with the hysteria at the time, um, make it fucking cinematic and dramatic. Mm. 
Which I don't really mind, to be quite honest. Apart from that slender man bit in the second one, which so I we are, hate. We, <laughs> that's not slender man. That's called the um the crooked man. man, tall man, crooked man, whatever. Crooked man. Um. Okay. So we are saying believable to an extent. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Okay. Now, but still bullshit. The film. What's your vote? Right. <laughs> I, I. I am. Have you just had a, a, a response off Johnny? No, I'm. I'm literally waiting for it to come through, but he's not replied. Go on. Um, I would seriously have it as nightmare cinema. Mm. I really would. I think it's. I think it's that well done. I don't think this is how you make horror films. I just don't. I think this is how you make a jump scare horror film. This is how you make. Uh, one of those walk through horror experiences like Farmageddon that we have locally. Um, this is a scare house. I, I mean, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy the film. It's it's not the type of horror film that gets to me though. Um, and I think it's because of all the cheap jump scares, but also because you see so much, you see this, the, the physical manifestation of the spirit. And that is like, as soon as I've seen it, as I said before, I'm like, oh, I'm, I've seen it now, I'm over it. It's, that's not what scares me. It's the unknown that scares me. And that's why films like um, Scream, for example, gets to me, even though they don't get to me in the same way as supernatural horrors like The Exorcist, um, it still gets to me because it's the unknown that terrifies me. So this film is, I'd stay for the popcorn for me. It's, it, it, it is an okay film, but it, the more you think about it, the more I think actually, no, you've got these problems here. And uh, nah, it's, I'd stay I just have to point out, I've never actually seen you look so conflicted because usually you've got like an, um, <laughs> something, so shall we say something to say. You, you, it's like you're testifying against your mentor. It's like, it's like, it's like you don't want to say this, but you've got to be honest. I don't want it's to say bizarre. this. I don't. I don't want to say this because I did. I do like the film. I do like the film. But the, I, I, do you know what really winds me up about fans of franchises and artists and singers? They don't see when the work they're doing is shit. They don't see it or they refuse to see it. And I've never been one of those people. Like, if you've done something shit, then own up to it. And you probably will get called out on it by me. Like, I can be the biggest fan in the world. <laughs> but if you do something shit, I'm going to acknowledge it. And that's the problem with a lot of people. Like, especially, like, Friday the 13th fans or Nightmare on Elm Street fans. They love that entire back catalogue of all of that. Those inferior, awful films. And I've got like a nostalgic relation to them, so I can watch them. But they're not great films, they're not great stories, and it's not great acting. They're really shit. And a lot of people can't see that. Oh, it's it's of the time. It's not of the time because at that time boss films were getting made. It's not of its time at all. Sorry. And this is one of those films. That's what I say to you. This is one of those films. It is an all right film. Right. Well, <laughs> so there we go. Pissing on my dreams once again. Johnny's not got back to us with his, um, with his response, but he was up like last night. I think he had I, a, a gig, didn't he? Yeah, I think he had a gig, didn't he? 
I think we should throw it open to the air, mainly because I'm the, the deck is stacked in my favour. I think we should st- throw it up to the NC listenership. Okay, then. So when this episode airs, we'll put a vote on, and you need to let us know if it's Nightmare Cinema, Certified Nightmare, or whether you just stay for the popcorn. Mike, yeah. Amy, do your stuff. Mike and Amy, be, be very, very careful. Because I will kiss you like a witch. That was horrible. Why did you say that? Because I can do it. I've got headphones on and I don't like it. Because I can do it. (laughs) Cock (laughs) back. Right, that's that. Another dream shat on. (laughs) Well, if they enjoy this. If the conjuring is your dream, you need to get new dreams. It's not not necessarily a dream, but it's, it's, yeah. I did love it up until this. Uh, It's been a pleasure, sir. It has. Thank you very much for giving me loads of background knowledge onto the parent slash witch family. And and a paedophile. And a paedophile, potentially. Yeah. Paedophile, Ed Warren. Alleged paedophile. It looks you... like one anyway. Okay, goodbye. Um, <laughs> and, on, and on that paedophilic bombshell, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>